Welcome to Awaken and Empower, a podcast dedicated to creating a space for honest and true conversations on self-development, spirituality, and the intricacies of being human. It's hosted by me, Shaylin Ivany. I'm a self-empowerment coach on a mission to help women deepen their connection with themselves so they can live an authentic and meaningful life. And that's my intention with this show as well. This podcast is for anyone who is ready to unlock their inner wisdom and commit to the journey of deeply knowing, embracing, and honoring themselves. Awaken and Empower is a safe space where we can get real and dive deep into big and meaningful topics like identity and spiritual growth, inner work and mental health, and the meaning of the miracle it is to be here, alive and breathing and taking up space. Listen in for soul-centered inspiration, heartfelt advice, and personal stories that will guide you towards awakening your authentic self and living an empowered life. Awaken and Empower. Thanks for tuning in and spending your energy here today. I'm so grateful to share in this space with you. I hope you enjoyed the last episode if you listened to it. It was actually one of the most downloaded and listened to episodes in a while, so that's pretty exciting. In case you missed it, the episode was a conversation between me and my best friend Denise. We've been friends for 22 years and in our chat we talked about the power of friendship and what we've been through together over the years and growing up and what we've learned so far in our 20s, all that kind of fun stuff. And it was great. So I highly recommend that episode. And if you did listen, I'd love to hear what you thought of it or what it brought up for you. As always, you can email me at shaylenivany at livingembrace.ca and find me on Instagram at living.embrace. And you can also use the contact me page on my website, which is livingembrace.ca. Before we get into today's topic, I thought I'd share a little life update. I feel like I haven't done that for a while, so I just thought I'd share a little bit about where I'm at and what's going on for me at the moment. I think the main thing is that lately I've been feeling that I'm in a time of life where I really want to deepen my spirituality and get to know myself on a soul level and connect with the universe and just do more spiritual practices. I've been feeling this call for a while and I have been taking small steps in that direction, but with the start of May and with the new moon we had on April 30th, I don't know, something shifted and now I feel even more ready to just dive right in and dedicate my energy to this. I spent a lot of April and most of last week, to be honest, just really stuck in anxiety and kind of in wounded masculine energy, if I'm being honest. I was obsessively following my routines and schedules and not giving myself a lot of room to play around or stray from my plans. And I was basically creating these boxes to keep myself stuck in. I just felt very restrained and I decided to take the new moon and start of May as a chance to start fresh. 
and you know draw on the energy of spring and just break free and make a room for my soul to come through because i know this will only be to my benefit when i am in touch with my spirituality i'm lifted out of the muck of life so to say my anxiety turns down a bit I'm not getting caught up in little details, and I'm more awake to the bigger picture of life. I know how amazing I feel when I tap into this part of myself, and I just really want to dedicate my energy to bring this into my life even more. So how am I doing this? Well, I'm continuing to try to make yoga and meditation part of my daily routine and also giving myself grace if I don't manage to do those things every day. But yeah, those two practices have always just been a huge help for me to connect with myself and my spirituality. I'm also prioritizing spiritual learning and reading, which I was already doing, but I'm taking even more steps forward with that this month. I actually signed up for an online course by Rebecca Campbell. If you've listened to any of the Oracle card reading episodes of this podcast, you'll know who I'm talking about. She is the creator of some of my favorite Oracle decks. She's also written a few books that I love. And she's just a really lovely artist and creator and mystic. And so I decided to invest in her online course, which is called Discover Your Cosmic Blueprint. It's all about connecting to yourself on a soul level and learning about your past lives and discovering more about your soul purpose, all of that soul stuff. And yeah, it just felt really right to me, especially considering the time I'm in right now and what I want to do for myself. So I decided to make the investment and I've started the course and I'm really loving it so far. So that's for sure a huge contributor to my spiritual growth right now. I'm also continuing to learn about the moon cycles. I started learning about and working with the moon cycles in April, and so I'm continuing that this month. I also have a possible opportunity connected with the moon cycles that has been in the works, and I'm hoping it comes to fruition next month in June, so stay tuned for news about that. I've also been praying as part of my spiritual practice, or speaking to the universe is how I like to put it. For me, I don't consider my spirituality to be connected to any specific religion. My family is Christian, but I'm not particularly religious. Um, my spirituality is just more free-flowing, I guess, and it's just my belief that there is something bigger than us at play here, and we are souls having a human experience. And really, to me, spirituality is just about having trust, faith, and belief. So anyways, when I say praying, I'm not praying to a god or anything like that. I'm more so speaking my gratitude and my wishes out loud to the universe or higher powers or whatever you want to call it. And that's been an amazing experience, to be honest. I love doing that as part of my nighttime routine. So yeah, those are just a few of the ways I've been deepening my spirituality. And this hasn't been entirely easy, you know, at the end of April, I was so looking forward to May and I was really feeling into the energy of newness and possibility and hope and 
Then on May 2nd, the first Monday of May, I got some disappointing news that was entirely unexpected and it really broke me down emotionally. So that sucked and it wasn't how I wanted to start my month, but I allowed myself to feel all of the emotions that came with that disappointment. I let myself be sad about it and I eventually got to a place within myself where I remembered that every disappointment is an opportunity for soul growth. I've experienced a lot of disappointments and setbacks and moments where I just felt like the universe was testing me, especially in my business journey. And when these things happen, it really sucks. And I catastrophize and worry about my future and I want to just give up, especially for this most recent disappointment. The combination of it being something that I was so happy and sure about and it being so unexpected It was just a lot to handle, and so I needed time to process it. To be honest, maybe it's something I'll be disappointed about for a long time. I mean, it still kind of bothers me, but I know in the long run, it's going to help me grow. It happened for a reason, and it was an opportunity for me to feel my emotions and address some intrusive thoughts and just treat myself with grace. So, yeah, not how I wanted to start the month, but... I moved through it in ways that felt effective to me, and ultimately, I learned from it and it helped me grow in some way. I actually wrote an email to my lovely subscribers on my email list last week about seeing the opportunity for soul growth in disappointment. Besides this podcast, writing to my email list is one of my favorite forms of creative expression and connection, so if you're not on that list yet get yourself on there. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can sign up and I send out weekly doses of inspiration and updates and sources of empowerment right to your inbox. So come join in on the fun. Lately, I've also been trying to make more space for freedom and fun. Like I said before, sometimes I get too regimented and stuck in my routines and I don't make space for free flow and fun. So I really want to make that a priority more because, hey, we could all use a little more fun in our lives, a little more play and joy. And I feel like spring is a perfect time to lean more into that energy. On the flip side of that, I've got some exciting stuff coming up in terms of work. I have a big speaking engagement at the end of the month that I've been anticipating for many months now. I was first offered this opportunity last December, so it's been a long time coming and I'm really excited. This will be my biggest speaking opportunity yet. It's for a wellness conference and it's in person, which will be amazing. And it's taking place in a town that's about four to five hours away from where I live. So I'll be going on my first work trip and making a whole weekend out of it. So yeah, I'm really honored to be part of this event and excited to see how it goes and what it leads to. Also, I received a lovely testimonial from a coaching client recently that I haven't shared on the podcast yet, so I thought I'd share it here as part of my work update. This comes from a woman who I worked with for a few months, and our coaching relationship was just so beautiful, and her testimonial really shows the transformation that can come from dedicating yourself to yourself. So she wrote, Working with Shaylin for two months was such an incredible experience. 
I reached out to her back in November, wanting to focus on being more assertive and wanting to detach myself from certain situations to really focus on myself and my energy. I began our bi-weekly coaching sessions in February, and each session brought on new insight about myself. She asked me questions that really honed in on my inner workings and inner wants of how I wish my life and future to look like and how I can achieve these things all while being gentle with myself. She made me realize that in my day-to-day, I need to consistently honor myself and my grounding practices to feel spiritually connected with myself. She provided a very safe space for me to explore different parts of myself, and I can't recommend her enough. Ah, So beautiful, so kind. Reading about my client's experiences just reignites my passion for this work, and it makes all the hard stuff I've gone through and continue to go through in my business journey just so worth it. I've mentioned this before, but I just want to say again that I don't share these testimonials to like brag about myself because these words from my clients are actually less about me specifically and more about the experience of receiving coaching. Yes, I'm the one facilitating the coaching, but I see the self-empowerment coaching I offer as a co-creative space. I'm not all high and mighty and above my clients. We're on the same level and I'm holding the space for them, listening to them, offering them new ways to think about things. And they're taking all of what we talk about in session with them outside of session. That's where the real work and transformation takes place. Usually the session is the spark for all the magic that happens in their real life, for lack of a better term. I just think coaching is such a powerful medium, a powerful service, and for me, anyways, I don't just offer surface level support. It's not just about setting goals and staying accountable and all that action-oriented stuff. That's definitely part of it, but I'll also bring you deeper because that's where the real transformation happens. And the testimonials from my clients are just real testaments to what can happen when you give yourself back to yourself. The impacts are incredible. And my final update for you comes from my personal life. I've mentioned in previous episodes that my boyfriend Andy is in the UK for the year. He's finishing up his law degree in England. And a little while back, I booked my ticket to go visit him. So exciting. I'm going there for a few weeks in August and September. That's a little later than we originally planned. So... We're spending eight months apart, which isn't ideal, but we're making it work, and I know it'll just make our time together even more special. I'm not going to lie, though. Long distance is rough. Um, Most of our relationship has been long distance, but we were only a couple hours away from each other before, and now we're in separate countries, separate continents, different time zones. We've never spent anywhere close to eight months apart from each other so it's definitely been a struggle at times and of course you really miss each other but we're making it through and yeah I'm just excited to travel and spend time with him over on that side of the world later this year. Okay so those are all my updates for you and some of the main points of what's going on in my life. Now let's get into today's topic which is sensitivity and more specifically, the empowerment of softening into your sensitivity. This is a topic near and dear to my heart because 
I am a highly sensitive person and it wasn't until a couple years ago that I even knew this term existed. So today I'm going to talk about my experiences, how sensitivity can be a help but also maybe a hindrance, navigating how society treats sensitivity and how it can be empowering to tap into this part of you. If you're a highly sensitive person, this episode is definitely for you. And even if you're not, I hope you still listen because you could gain some surprising insight. All right, let's get into our chat on the empowerment of softening into your sensitivity. So, like I said, I identify as a highly sensitive person. This term was first coined by the psychologist Elaine Aaron. She wrote a whole book on it, which I highly recommend for anyone who is a highly sensitive person. It's called The Highly Sensitive Person. I learned so much from it. It's one of my favorite books. And according to Aaron, HSPs are a subset of the population who are high in a personality trait known as sensory processing sensitivity, or SPS. Those with high levels of SPS display increased emotional sensitivity, stronger reactivity to both external and internal stimuli like pain, hunger, light, and noise, and have a complex inner life. Yep, that's me. (laughs) I've been like this my whole life, so just like with anything in my inner world, like my anxiety and depression and being an introvert, it was just so comforting to finally put a name to what I had been feeling my whole life, and also to learn that I wasn't weird or wrong for being this way. In fact, there are a lot of people out there who feel the same way that I do. Maybe one of those people is you. Learning about this part of myself was just such a relief and it helped me accept myself on a whole other level. Growing up, I just always thought there was something wrong with me. My sensitivity was a burden and it prevented me from being normal. Looking back now, I can clearly see how easily overstimulated and overwhelmed I was. I've been very emotional even since I was a baby and I feel like I've always been introspective. Overstimulating environments have always drained me, which made going to school really hard sometimes, and I just have always felt things deeply. I feel everything. My emotions are usually on overdrive, and this is all part of my high sensitivity. And back when I didn't understand myself, and especially these parts of myself, I just felt like I needed to be fixed. I needed to get over myself and conform to the socially acceptable way of being, which, let's face it, is a confident, unemotional extrovert. In school, I was the shy, quiet girl. I hated participating in class, and teachers would try to change this about me. They would force me to participate and pick on me for being quiet, instead of just giving me the space to just be me and be accepted for it. I didn't know that I could accept this part of myself. And that's so sad. I often think back to my time in elementary school and middle school and even high school and university and just how disconnected from myself I was, how much I wanted to change myself to fit in, how uncomfortable I was in my own skin. It was rough and I didn't realize how rough it actually was until I was years and years out of it. Society doesn't reward the sensitive. 
we still live in a world where we're all expected to conform to one way of being. I feel like this is changing as more people speak up about these things, but I think it's still going to take some time for there to be full recognition and acceptance of these kinds of things. I think this especially needs to be recognized in the education system because those are such formative years and we need to be so mindful of how we treat our children. School was a very scary place for me, largely because my highly sensitive nature weighed me down and made me feel different. If someone had just given me the space to learn about myself and figure out how I could make this personality trait work for me instead of against me, life would have been so different. I'm not blaming anyone by any means, and I think in some way I was meant to go through all that to get to where I am now. I just sometimes wonder how my childhood and teenage years would have been different if I had started doing all the inner work I did after I was out of the education system. I don't know. I just think it's wrong that the educational institution in many ways is one of those things that takes us away from ourselves. It should bring us closer to a full understanding of who we are. And maybe it's different now. I haven't been a student for a number of years now, so maybe things have changed. And if they haven't, I hope they start to change soon. Being a highly sensitive person comes with its ups and downs, pluses and minuses. It makes life hard and it also makes life beautiful. I just wanted to say too that there are certain traits and experiences that most, if not all, highly sensitive people share, but I still think this is really unique to each individual. And so I'm only sharing how this high sensitivity shows up for me. Maybe you can relate and that's awesome, but maybe yours shows up differently and that's amazing too. So yeah, this is just my experience of how my high sensitivity has been a help and sometimes a hindrance. In terms of the hard side of being highly sensitive, I can say that I don't really see this part of me as a burden anymore. Before, for sure, it was a hindrance, but now it's all just parts to a whole. I guess One of the hardest parts of being highly sensitive is that it's difficult for me to keep up with our world. (laughs) I don't feel like I operate at the speed or frequency that is expected in this fast-paced, media-driven, instant gratification world we live in. One example of that is social media. I find that when I'm scrolling through Instagram and taking in all this content at a fast pace, or even just trying to make a post on Instagram... I feel so drained after, like so spent and tired and overstimulated. Like it amazes me when people can just be on stories all day long sharing like every hour of the day. I I just would never be able to do that. So I try to be really mindful of when and how long I use social media because I know that my brain just can't handle it sometimes. It's just too much. I think this is also why working in retail was hard for me. I worked in retail for about seven years throughout high school and university and most of the time I just felt really overwhelmed there because, you know, you're doing so many things at once and you're expected to multitask and put on a friendly customer service face but also do your tasks correctly and socialize with your coworkers. and yeah, it just wasn't my scene. I don't know how I lasted as long as I did 
I really think I was like suppressing my high sensitivity just to survive there. So definitely my environment has an impact on my sensitivity. The world around me impacts me quite easily. I also just have certain boundaries that I need to uphold in order to take care of myself and that's totally okay. Again, this used to be a burden, but now it's just part of who I am. I know my limit and I try to play within it and that's what helps me take care of myself. I know that I can't handle multiple days in a row of overstimulating activities or socializing because that will be overwhelming and exhausting for me. I think introversion and high sensitivity often go hand in hand. I need alone time to recharge and ground myself. I simply cannot be social all the time. It just overwhelms me. Something I also noticed in 2020 especially was that when I watch the news or consume information about all the messed up stuff happening in our world, it affects me significantly. I can't just watch it and be unemotional about it. It impacts me. And that's the same with the people in my life too. If they're going through a hard time, I take that on. I feel it with them. I'm very sensitive to other people's emotions. Even something like watching the Olympics or like any sorts of sports playoff, I get so invested and hurt if something goes wrong for the athletes. I don't know. It's just so funny to me that I get like this because I'm not a huge sports person anyways, but when I do watch, I get too invested because it's like I know how hard these people work and how dedicated they are and how much their cities and fans want them to succeed and to see their devastation just rocks me and also seeing their triumph really gets to me, especially with the Olympics. I love watching the olympics and again i just get too invested and i experience their heartbreak and their wins along with them so yeah i think because i'm highly sensitive my emotional walls are just very porous and thin and i'm very easily impacted by the experiences of others around me i just think i'm moved easily i it's easy for me to feel emotionally moved And anyways, yeah, in summary, the hardest parts about being highly sensitive are that I am easily overwhelmed. I overthink a lot too. I take on the energy and emotions of others. I often feel overly stimulated and overall, I just feel all of my emotions to a high degree. I think being a highly sensitive person is such a gift. We sensitive people have so much to give to the world. We are integral to the well-being of our societies. Despite the difficulties that come with it, being highly sensitive is beautiful. And now I'm at a point in my life where I truly believe that this is one of the most special parts of me. And it's incredibly empowering to own it, to stay true to my high sensitivity. It allows me to be fully awake to life. I notice things that maybe other people would just pass by, I'm activated by the injustices in the world and I take a stand. I'm connected to myself and to others and to the universe. Being highly sensitive helps me be empathetic towards others. I believe my sensitivity enables me to be a good support, a good listener, a more caring person. 
It helps me be compassionate and creative and lend my energy to enrich the world around me. Because of my deep connection with my emotions, I can help others connect more deeply with theirs. Coming to terms with my sensitivity has also helped me learn how to take care of myself in more holistic and empowering ways. There are so many benefits to being highly sensitive, and I believe the world needs highly sensitive people in order to bring about change, to help us all understand our emotions, to bring about a new paradigm of being for future generations. There's nothing wrong with being highly sensitive, and there is so much empowerment in allowing yourself to soften into your sensitivity. And I say soften because sensitivity is soft and there is so much power in allowing yourself to be soft, to not be so rigid and action-oriented and tough on yourself. You can give yourself permission to be sensitive and to soften. There is a lot of power in connecting to that part of you and giving it space to breathe. I think every person who has created an important change in the world was tapping into their sensitivity. They were sensitive to injustices in the world, to things that they believed could be done better, to fixing some sort of problem they saw. It was their sensitivity that enabled them to recognize an area of possibility. Our world's most revered thought leaders are sensitive. All of our artists tap into their sensitivities to create. When we raise and tend to our children, we are using our sensitivity. Our sensitive side can be such a powerful guide in so many of our pursuits and it's empowering to listen to this part of us for so many reasons. We aren't taught to trust this part of us. A lot of us weren't brought up in a society that valued sensitivity. It was looked down upon and seen as weak and less than being strong. Our boys are teased for being too sensitive and our girls are seen as weak because of their sensitivity. No, that's so wrong. We all have a sensitive side, whether we identify as a highly sensitive person or not. And we should all have permission to let this part of us out, not to suppress it or hide it or deny it. The next time you're feeling particularly sensitive, remind yourself of the empowerment that can come from that. Don't see it as a weakness. See it as an opportunity, a blessing, a pathway directly to your heart's calling. I'm honestly proud to be a highly sensitive person. Yes, it's hard to handle sometimes, but it ultimately makes me who I am, and it helps me in so many areas of my life, especially in my creative pursuits, in my work as a self-empowerment coach, in my role as friend and sister and daughter and girlfriend. My sensitivity is one of my superpowers, and I'm so glad that I'm finally at a place within myself where I can own that. There is nothing wrong with being sensitive. In fact, it's a gift. And those are some of my thoughts on the empowerment of your sensitivity. I hope that you got something out of it, whether you consider yourself a highly sensitive person or not. I think the underlying message of this episode is just to accept yourself for who you are because there is nothing wrong with you. Don't waste your energy trying to fit into boxes that weren't meant for you to begin with. I spent my whole life doing that, and it sucked. And since I decided to throw those boxes out and live free as me, I've been able to live a more empowered life. 
And I want that for you too, my dear listener. So I hope this episode brought you a little bit closer to accepting yourself for who you are and seeing all the power that can come with leaning into your sensitive side. If anything in this episode brought up something for you or you have any thoughts on this topic you'd like to share, I'd love to hear from you. As always, my contact info is in the show notes. And if you are a fellow highly sensitive person or you just want to step deeper into your self-empowerment and you think you'd like more personalized support, I have space in my heart for you. I'll pop the link to my coaching services on my website into the show notes and there you'll find all the ways that we can work together, who my coaching is for, what you could experience from choosing to receive coaching from me, all that fun stuff. And if you'd like to connect on a free call to explore what our coaching relationship could look like, reach out to me and we'll set up a coaching conversation together. And yeah, that's all I have for you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. Leave a rating and review if you're enjoying it and share it with someone else who you think would enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode. 